Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? This is CHGO Cubs podcast. Oh, man. Happy Thursday. Cody Delmendo, Ryan Herrera. And my good friend, our good friend, Corey Friedman, he's here. Hello, he guys. Just, openly, just back from L.A. Yeah, he openly, hey. willingly, openly, did I need to say willing? He openly came in today knowing he has to talk about this team again tomorrow with the lack of anything happening. I Credit think willingly would have been the better way to say it. Willingly. Willingly, willingly yeah. came in. Yeah. No one forced him to. No, yeah, we didn't force him. No. He was just like, I'll come in. <laughs> Credit to you. Is he, I, I is would he say I'm happy to do it, but I would be lying at this point. <laughs> is, so. is, is, is he looking forward to spending an hour talking about nothing again? No. And then doing it again tomorrow. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you like talking about nothing, hit the like button. Thank you. All right. I see some of y'all in the chat. Galvin, you were in the Twitter space last night. Shout out to you. Tanya, you were also in the Twitter space last night. Uh, Ricky. The thumbnail for this episode makes me want to punch Hoyer in the face even more. Can we sign someone, please, for the love of I God? I didn't even see what the thumbnail was. <laughs> and it it's better just, not be Daniel Descalso. Oh, it's just Jed. It's just, it's just Jed. 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 A closed-up okay. version of it's him. It's just Jed. <laughs> Hashtag just Jed. Oh, man. So we're off to a, a, a hot start here on the CHGO Cups podcast today. Um, because we are just you know trying to not talk about the same thing every single day. I saw this morning, or maybe it was last night. I'm getting my times messed up. I saw the the Braves extended Chris Sale, mm-hmm. like a two year extension. Two years, yeah. I think, I, I think it was like a a kind of restructuring of his contract, but yeah. like the was it two years, thirty eight million, and then like options mm-hmm. for the next two years, something like that, or right. the year after. Either way, I saw that. Obviously, we know that the Dodgers extended Tyler Glass now after they traded for him. Mm. Those are different from this particular scenario, but we have not talked about this in a while. The act of extending a homegrown player for the Chicago Cubs uh, because the Cubs extended Ian Happ and Nico Horner last year and kind of showed that, hey, we want to invest in our homegrown players, something that they hadn't done for a while, it felt like. So because there's nothing going on, <laughs> I feel like the, right now is a good time to talk about this potentially. Um, so... In Notion here, I, I put down, like, four names that came to my mind and, mm-hmm. like, potential guys that the Cubs could extend maybe this season or, you know, maybe at the end of next season, all right? Yeah. And those four that I wrote down, you guys can add. Uh, you can add to that list. The chat, let, let us know what you think. Uh, maybe it's a name that we didn't list or that I didn't list. But I wrote down Christopher Morell, Pete Crow Armstrong, Kyle Hendricks, and Justin Steele. So Justin Steele was the first one that came to my mind. Um, just obviously top five Cy Young finish last year. Has not a lot of service time, but is starting to get a little deeper into his major league career. Someone that the Cubs feel could build the rotation around. Mm. However, 
looking at kind of his situation and his um, service time situation, like he's a super two player. He earned an extra year of arbitration this year. So he has four years of arbitration um, moving forward. He's also 28, going to be 29 in July. It doesn't feel like that's a extension candidate to me. I know the Cubs bought out Nico Horner's uh, last two arbitration years plus a, a first year free agency. He's also 25, 26, um, a little on a position player side. I don't know if that changes anything, but Justin Steele to me, even though he was one of my first uh, one of my first thoughts, looking at what his situation is, just doesn't feel like that's a extension candidate right now maybe you get a couple years down the line and they want to extend him a few years past the end of the arbitration cutoff potential that right now i don't see it happening i think that's one of those things where like if they thought it was beneficial to them to buy out those arb years Mm -hmm. just not have to deal with going to arbitration with him every year especially you know he's a guy if he's going to continue to be in those Cy Young races mm-hmm. and stuff like his arbitration cases will continue to get get higher and higher uh, more aggressive yeah. than some other folks right but that's just one of those things that like the, it it only benefits Justin Steele so like it's like a nice thing to do but like you said the age thing is really where that's complicated because he's not a free agent until 2028 he'll be so you're talking he'll be like 32 33 depending on he was born in July so yeah. Looking at that didn't help me, but uh-huh. if anyone's listening, it might help you <laughs> to do that uh-huh. math. Uh. So, like, he's going to be like 32. You could buy an extra year or two yeah. and just kind of have that settled. But that's just one of those things. The timing of it just doesn't really benefit the Cubs to do that. I, I think the the bigger issue with, like, the conversation is we just don't know a lot about these guys. So... PCA, sure, if you could get him on a friendly thing like the the Braves have done. Oh, the the Brewers. Who did the yeah. Brewers just Trio. extend? Yeah, yeah. Right. For so, set, set foot or top field. But that's going to be yeah. a conversation of what he thinks he's worth. Because at this point, you know, we have a very small, difficult sample on PCA. So I don't know what their urgency is going to be there. And then I think you would start to look at other guys, fast movers. I think Kate Horton, Matt Shaw. Not that I'm advocating to do it, but I think those are the types of players where you see other teams look and say, hey, let's get in front of this. Like, we really believe in this guy. Let's just settle this now before we have to deal with massive arb raises and things like that. Yeah. Well, and then Morrell, too. Like, he's young. I think he wouldn't fit the mold more if not for the amount of control the Cubs still have on him, too. Like, they have through 2028 like they similar scenario like they could want to buy out some of those arbitration years but obviously they have two they have this year and then 2025 pre-arb so like they don't necessarily have to do it then if they want to buy out the next three years after that for arbitration it's possible and then maybe a year or two in a free agency if if he's even still with the cubs like that's still gonna be a question mark i think um it's possible but like i'm kind of in the same boat with that where it's like right now I don't see any urgency from the Cubs side to do that for Morrell because of the number of years of control he uh, they have on him, his service time, all that. Just timing. I think it's just timing. Like they, these guys could be extension candidates in the future, mm-hmm. but if we're talking about like right now, I, the timing just doesn't feel right for that. Yeah, and I again. hate to I I hate to take the position of like the the team in this instance. I'd rather the guys get their money, sure. but like yeah, Christopher Morrell is not a free agent until like. 
the end of this decade. So it, there, there's just no reason for them to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't always like to look at things through that cutthroat of a lens, but like, unless Jed's just feeling generous, like, <laughs> I don't know why you would lock some of these guys up. I do see Gary talking about it. I assume that's why he was on your list. Like, Extending mm-hmm. Hendricks even for a short period would help you mm-hmm. lower the annual average value, things like that, maybe just make things a little easier. But at this point, they have so much room before the first level of the luxury tax that they're mm-hmm. not spending it on. Do they need more room for <laughs> for something? Yeah. They have like $50 million yeah. before getting into one of them. I'm not. Do they need to save an extra like three before we can do something other than backup catchers or yeah. minor league catchers, excuse right. me, not even backup well, catchers? I guess I'll push back for the sake of devil's advocate, at least on PCA, because at least just on the base of how we've seen some of these other teams do things, right? Like the Braves, like you mentioned the Braves, you mentioned the Brewers extending Churio. Mm-hmm. If the Cubs, and, and, and this is purely if the Cubs are as high on PCA as many people in the chat or, or even us, right? Yeah. Some people might think that I'm not just because I said the other day that I would trade him for Hazel's yeah, bum of the week, whatever bum of the week. I know, <laughs> Barb. I know, bum of the week. All right, but if if the Cubs view PCA as part of the future, uh-huh. as someone that they really value, like I, I'm not, I'm not against doing something for him. You know what I mean? Like something like what the Braves are doing. Like, it, it, isn't that what yeah. what we want the Cubs to strive to be is to be like sure. the Braves and the Dodgers? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the only thing that I can say. I, and I, I, I have my questions about PCA, at least when it comes to the hitting. And so, sure, it's a risk, but it's a risk no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. It's a risk no, with yeah. every player, you know? I think I think that's one of the things. Whereas, like, I don't disagree with you, mm-hmm. knowing the front office and how kind of risk-averse they are and trying to maximize the reward while minimizing the risk. Like, you can't do that 100%, but they look at things like, how can we <laughs> maximize the return and the reward off this, whatever it is, while also minimizing the risk yeah. and giving an extension to a guy who's played who has had 19 plate appearances in major league baseball who has a lot of control left and you still don't necessarily know how his game will translate at the major league level is to me it just doesn't feel like a move this front office is interested in could they surprise us because they feel really good about what pca does i mean i wouldn't rule it out but I, I I would lean more towards that that's not a move that the front office is looking to i make. think it also just depends on how confident they are in certain projections on guys which I think is why the Braves and even the Brewers you know with their top prospect are making those moves you're looking into the future and saying we want to secure this now we believe in it enough if we can get it done now we know we're getting the right end of that deal and you know you'd have to ask the Cubs if they feel that strongly because I think for now on some of them it does make more sense to like kind of pump the brakes and say, hey, let's see how this plays out a little mm-hmm. bit. We can always revisit this. Yeah. Uh, someone in the chat says, can we classify Cody as a PCA hater <laughs> from uh, Alex LaFuente? Are you? Uh, I'm not a PCA hater. Uh, because and this, Barb. If, if, except Barb thinks that. But However, there's someone else in the chat who compared PCA to Albert Almora. And honestly, you should be banned from the chat for saying that, in my personal opinion. Please don't ban him from the chat. Thank you for being here. But I, I, I kind of, like, that should be illegal, bro. I'm sorry. Like, 
there, there's a lot of different things about PCA compared to Albert Almora. And the only reason that you're probably saying that is just on the outskirt of looking at it is that they were both defensive. Like everyone talked about their, de- their defense on their way through the minors. I think PCA is going to hit more than Albert Almora. Well, and also I, we don't have to get into this because I, in the year 2024, we don't need to be talking about Albert Almora. I agree. But he wishes he was ever <laughs> the defender that PCA was that he, <laughs> The, the con job that he pulled on everyone and convincing them, he made some good catches, but the reason he, he made a lot of up. those catches yeah. is because he had no jump whatsoever on most balls, right? <laughs> Again, I'm getting, I, I can get heated about certain players. Yeah, Bar- Barb is right. He was a nice young man. I wish him well in whatever he's doing right I don't know now. What he's doing now. That, he was with the Reds like two years ago, right? Remember, remember when he yes. was with the Reds and he like they wrote that article. Yeah, and they, yeah. like I think it was from the he was on the score and he like basically threw oh, the Cubs yeah. under the bus yeah. and then he got DFA because later he in the year. because he was hitting for like two weeks. Or yeah, something. yeah. It was so and funny. he was like, yeah. "Oh, credit yeah. to the Reds, like they didn't give up on me." And then again, he got DFA yeah. at the end of the year. Or something he he like does that. he does have the. Uh, the tag up in game seven yeah. to his credit. That catch so he like, made in San Francisco <laughs> in the NLDS in the game that they eventually lost, but it, uh, it did keep them alive in that game. No. Sure. Uh, he had some nice moments, but let's be real. He never lived up to any hype, but I d- definitely don't think he was as touted, as highly touted as a prospect. No. Except no, for the fact that he was not. drafting the first round, but. I don't think he was ever looked at. I mean, he was. He was as far as I remember, never the Cubs' top prospect, and, oh. and especially not when it was as deep as it was. People talked about him because he was a high draft pick. Yeah. Um, anyway, going back to the extension <laughs> talk to get off the subject of Albert Almora. Uh, <laughs> I know you you mentioned Hendricks. You mentioned Hendricks, and that's actually a name that thinking about. Like we're talking about extensions. If sometimes it feels like we're talking about like young players like players that are kind of breaking out and mm-hmm. and maybe deserve a raise buy out a couple of years of free agency for them that kind of stuff but i think kyle hendricks actually of of i'm kind of looking at it and and the mold of guys on the roster right now that i could actually see an extension even coming this year um like kyle hendricks kind of fits that mold for me like he's what 33 something like that he's had his extension in the past like he, he signed that one in 2019 um but he's on a one-year deal right now and it's fairly high salary right so like when you talk about um lowering aav that's a way to do it is by giving them a couple more years or another another year or two and and dropping the aav um but jed has talked about wanting to keep kyle hendricks around like after like like longer than just the one year right they uh, they clearly didn't couldn't come to terms or they haven't broached the extension subject i'm not exactly sure what the uh Situation was, but they they picked up the club option on Kyle Hendricks to keep him around this year. Um, I think that's still a possibility to the do next it, off season, right? Or maybe uh, in the middle of the year or something. Yeah, I doubt it'll be in during the middle. It, of the it's year, still a possibility because they want to keep Kyle Hendricks around. I think I think when you go back to even you know May, right? He hadn't made his season debut yet. They didn't know. For sure. They had no expectations on him. They didn't know what they were going to get from Kyle Hendricks because he'd had a couple down years, had the injury, and he was out for so long. And, and they did all these these things to try to get him, you know, increase in velocity, all that kind of stuff. But they didn't know what they were going to get from him. They definitely weren't going to extend him before this season. He had, what, four months of, like, he, he wasn't 
2016, 17, even 18 Kyle Hendricks, but he was a pretty solid stabilizing force in that rotation where um, I don't know if you'd feel amazing if he was starting a playoff game for you, but you wouldn't you wouldn't feel like uncomfortable with him on the mound. Like you, you had some confidence that he could perform had they got to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he proved to them that he still had something left in the tank. He could still be a good pitcher for them, not at the price that he's getting paid now uh or he's, he's he's gotten paid in the past or even maybe this year um so all that is to say like if they 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 liked what Kyle Hendricks did this last year he proved to them he still he still has something and they have said they want to keep him around I could still see even though it didn't get done this offseason I could still see an extension being in the works to keep him around as a veteran presence, as a stabilizing force in the rotation, as a you know back even as a back end of the rotation guy, I could still see Kyle Hendricks being around the cup the Cubs past twenty twenty four, and obviously an extension is a way to do that. Yeah, I think the most realistic for sure is is Kyle Hendricks, and it always blows my mind some of the slander I read in the chat or on social media about Kyle Hendricks, considering how much everyone love the other guys that the Cubs traded away and like Kyle Hendricks only pitched the most important game ever at Wrigley Field and well and the most important game in Cubs history as well uh I understand that he is not a you know you're not an ace type pitcher but he's always just been very consistent very good admittedly I was wrong about him going Mm -hmm. into last year and he proved me wrong. I think he proved a lot of people wrong. Someone on social media uh, the other day told me that he was cooked after I basically said that he proved everyone wrong into being more productive than we thought he would be. And, I'm, and I, I was really confused by that. So, like, basically what I'm getting at is he's still pitching well enough to where you could extend him on a two- or three-year deal and be okay with that. If you have Kyle Hendricks as your four- or five-starter for years to come, you're doing pretty well, man. Yeah. And he's a veteran. He's got all the he's got the playoff experience. Other pitchers on the staff have talked about him and how he's helped them mm-hmm. uh, you know, develop certain pitches, uh, learn how to be a pitcher, you know, not just use the talent that they have or the stuff, the elite stuff that they might have. I think especially for someone like Jordan Wicks. I yeah. mean, if you can keep a, Kyle around. A, I mean, obviously yeah. he's got to perform, but similar in the way that they attack guys. I think that's a very valuable asset for someone like Jordan Wicks is like you have someone who has made a lot of money and success with less velocity, strong change up, all that stuff. Like I I like that, but I do think this conversation highlights, you know, one that it's disappointing in a sense that we don't have more obvious candidates for this because there's so many of these prospects. We just don't, know a lot about like you don't really have that like the Braves made a lot of those moves because they saw a little bit and we're like okay let's lock this up now we know what we we have and but it also highlights I think that like the I I think why some people are so frustrated at the lack of spending and how slow this offseason's been because you do have several guys that are locked up they're going to be here for at least a certain number of years there's a a strong enough group that's going to be here I think throughout the entire duration of what Craig Council's initial contract is. And then you have a ton of guys who we're talking about who are providing value to to you, like Christopher Morell, et cetera, who make nothing and aren't yeah. going to make anything for several years. So I think the, la- the, the, the fact that we don't have more obvious answers than Kyle Hendricks for like a year or two <laughs> 
highlights, one, that some of these guys have not progressed and aren't truly ready for that conversation yet, but also you, you have the ability to inject more to that core because you have so many guys that you yep. don't really have to pay any money to. Yeah. Like you look through that bullpen too. I saw people talking about guys like Alzali, Miguel Amaya, et cetera. There's no reason to like some of these guys are pre arb guys. There's, there's no reason yeah. to be doing that. So it does highlight, I think two sort of not great things about where this Cubs roster is set up yeah. is that you don't have those obvious young extension candidates because you've gotten them playing time or they've proven a little bit at the MLB level and you you are getting away with getting a lot of production from certain parts of this roster for very little money. Yeah, because so. even if you look at like Happ and, and Horner last year, like Happ was going to be a free agent. You just you, you gave him an extension this first three years of free agency. Horner was already in arbitration. He had already, um, you know, agreed to that first year of, uh, of his arbitration deal. Um, and you you bought out, you gave him a little bit more than what he would have made for uh, the first two or his last two years of arbitration. Uh, but in return, you got the one year of his free agency he's now under control for. So like though those were the two obvious candidates last year. They got it done um, for both of them. And like, but they were still like, they were, they were obvious because they were further along in their situations than what, like you said, like guys right now have years of control. Some of them have years of total control, like no, not even arbitration here. So I think when we're talking about extensions like that, again, like have had the Cubs have someone that's like, the, like the Brewers again, we talked about them giving their top prospect. Uh, it was an eight-year deal, right? Eight years, like eighty million, whatever. Hasn't whatever even made it was. his debut. Exactly. Had if the Cubs had someone like that, like again, it's like I don't, I still don't even think with this front office that that just the risk of that is something they are completely interested in doing. Could they surprise us and do something like that? Sure, uh, but just the way this front office runs doing something like that for a guy that's never or you know PCA who's very early made made very few starts in his major league career or hasn't made his major league debut it just doesn't feel like a um a route the Cubs want to go down so I think when we're talking about extension candidates it has to be those guys that are further along in their service time and major league careers and just I think we're this year is we're at a moment where they don't really have those guys that that, that make themselves obvious candidates, I think. Well, I did say at the beginning of the conversation, either this year or next offseason. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I I think if you, you want to talk about down the road. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but with the way, the kind of hype that Cade Horton is getting, the, 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 the very fast to direct to directory that he is mm. he's had like i mean he went from being drafted a year a year ago or two years ago i guess you can technically say to he's probably gonna make his debut this year you know he he seems like with the value that he might that he projects to have he seems like someone that i would if if i'm a full believer and i think the cubs are a, a full believer in him because it was a controversial when they took him <laughs> for no right? reason at all for like. no reason <laughs> again no reason but it was and, I mean, every, many of those draft people, experts, prospect gurus, believed that he was the best pitcher in the draft that year. And we know how valuable pitching is. You know how 
expensive pitching is, like, maybe Cade Horton is that guy down the road. That Maybe. I don't know. Like, it, it is interesting to kind of talk about this, though, whenever it just yeah. comes down to the fact that we've talked ourselves or we've basically said without saying that the Cubs are very, very, very uh, healthy organizationally and they have a lot of guys on cheap deals, so why are we not improving the roster right now? That's basically what we've said for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it's just a topic we wouldn't be on if they were doing anything. <laughs> That's but, true. Yeah, I mean, you can only discuss the merit of ex- signing Cody Bellinger so many times. Yeah, I think we were at like, <laughs> probably like 15 or 16 so far this offseason. I will no, say... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, it's, I think the whole thing is it's just about timing. Like, there are guys right now that in a couple of years probably make themselves extension candidates, and it's some of the same guys we're talking about. Uh, but it's just timing-wise, if we're talking about even this year or even potentially next offseason, that still may be a little too early. But for sure, I, th- I would sit here and say Cade Horton should – you know, if he continues on the trajectory he's on, should put himself in a pretty good spot for an extension down the road. Mm-hmm. Guys like that, like guys that are on this trajectory, the Cubs really believe in. Like, there's going to be a few of those guys that do put themselves in extension positions. It's just about timing, I think. Yeah. Uh, before we do these ads, I want to point out a very funny comment from Mike Taylor, who says, and this is related to the Al Moore conversation, the very short one that we had. He said. Just say everyone contributed to the 2016 World Series, but not as much as Minori Kawasaki. Very so, true. Very true. Yeah. Never forget. Cubs legend. Um, you know what's also legendary? ComEd. It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, Cody, for sure. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do, Ryan? Well, go to comed.com slash clean and learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. I was reading our very, very friendly chat that has nothing but positive things to say. Ryan, did you say comed.com slash clean? Yeah, go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Will do. You know what else everyone should do? You should work on your flooring, all right? Some of us have New Year's resolutions. Mine's to lose 30 pounds. I'm already seven pounds down. Credit to me. Ryan, he doesn't have resolutions. Luke, he wants to work out more. Work out more in 2024, all right? But you know what's even better than all that? Getting new flooring, all right? And with Empire Today, you can shop at, you, can, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So of course they have copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed, or competitors average. So competitors advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. They keep shopping for floors simple with curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in Empire's product 
team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. Their virtual floor designer is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire does. They live and breathe flooring, guys. So you can be confident you're getting honest and upfront advice. They pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision. Service our own warranties. If you if an issue does arise, just call Empire. They service all warranties themselves so you won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. Schedule a free home is home a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO restrict restrictions apply see empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details and Godfather can attest he did this so credit to him Godfather will be our like he was our guinea pig he told us in the chat and I'm gonna always remember it so um what else well, the chat's talking about whether they need to do something by CubsCon. Yeah, we kind of talked about that I a little know. bit yesterday. Yeah. And, um, I mean, listen, no. I don't want the Cubs it's, to... It's not going to change the, yeah, no. what people think. Well, no. and, and, I, and I do agree. Yell, yell. I, I do agree, like, and I, I know Niran isn't necessarily, like, the biggest fan of how the Cubs operate at times, but he... <laughs> he was in the Twitter space even last in, night. Very, very, But very even angry. in the chat, he's saying, like, you know, at this point, like, if this is what you're doing, you have to see it through. Yeah. CubsCon is an arbitrary deadline. Mm-hmm. If he... If Jed Hoyer gets booed at CubsCon, which also, I, I'm almost positive he won't. Mm-hmm. I'm not a CubsCon guy, but I've been before... And, like, people go with their families to, like, get autographs and, like, mm-hmm. enjoy being a Cubs fan. It's not the... the It's the, not Cubs it's, Twitter. It's not Cubs Twitter <laughs> showing up with their pitchforks to yeah. yell. Like, I'm yeah. not saying it's all positive mm-hmm. and that people that go to CubsCon don't care. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not what they're there for. That's not what CubsCon exists for. If you want to go and yell at Jed Hoyer, like, be my guest. But I, I don't... Mike, but I think a lot of people go yeah. to, like, play bingo and yeah. meet Andre Dawson. I don't think they're there to <laughs> yeah. yell about the luxury yeah. tax threshold. It's, it's, it's a, it's a made-up deadline. Yeah. That he... No. C- if, the, if you're... If you're Jed Hoyer and your strategy, which we don't know that it is, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, is to wait out Cody Bellinger's market until he has to take a deal that works for you, Jed Hoyer, not Scott Boris and Cody Bellinger, then you have to, you have to hold that line. Yeah. You can't cut that strategy off because you don't want to get booed <laughs> at CubsCon. Right. You know, and that's so, basically what I was going to say. But I will say this. It is one week until Shota Imanaga's, like, deadline yeah. is here, yeah. which will be next Thursday, which is a day before CubsCon. <laughs> and John Heyman... On his little Bleacher Report stream that he he's been doing all off season yesterday, he listed three teams that he believes are interested in Imanaga, and it was the Giants, Red Sox, and Cubs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about him a little bit yesterday. Look, it was passing report reported that he's gonna want or he's looking to get over a hundred million dollar contract, which he's like a honestly the way I look at him because I don't know a ton about him because sure. he's from japan i look at him kind of like kodai senga 
last year. I, of course, Senga got five years, $85 million, which looks like a steal for the Mets right now. But he's 30 years old. He's been, very, he's been one of the best pitchers in Japan over a large amount of time. He, he feels like a good fit for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, a, a left-hander, obviously on the older side, but has been very successful in the NPB. And so he's not obviously on that same level as someone like Yamamoto, who's 25 years old and you're making this big, long deal and hoping yeah. he's anchoring your rotation for the next decade. It's obviously a different thing, but I think, you know, you pair him with Justin Steele, hopefully an improved Jamison Tyone. Maybe you make other depth moves there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, so it, it's not necessarily addressing the rotation in the way that I was hoping, mm-hmm. but it's it's still it's an upgrade. positive, it's and an upgrade. he would have the potential to be as good or better than Marcus Stroman, like similar age. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like at least you're getting to the point where hopefully you're replacing Stroman's baseline level production. Yeah, and, you know, I think you, you mentioned the age, so he's not going to get like a major long-term deal, Definitely, I, I don't see him getting anything near what, you know, Yamamoto got. What is it, 12 years ended up being for Yamamoto? 12 like, years, 325 like million. Imanaga's yeah, def- this is going to be a he's different. He's not going to get yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and as we've talked about, the Cubs front office is, um, you know, less averse to, to giving a little higher AAV to limit the years. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it could end up being a contract that fits more what the Cubs want just in general. Um, and was a Heyman that mentioned the Cubs' interest, and yep. you know, kind of looking back at it, I don't know if it was just kind of like a um, you know, this this is a like speculation or informed speculation, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, we're talking about his posting period ends in a week, so just in general, we should have a. Answer. We're gonna know. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna we'll know sometime in the next week. Yeah. Um, for the Cubs, like we've yeah we've talked about it, they need to improve. Obviously, the roster overall, but definitely the rotation. Um, Imanaga would be an improvement just by signing him. You know, he's never pitched in the big league, so we don't exactly know how he's going to translate over. Uh, but well, he, we said the same thing about Yamamoto, yeah, yeah. and he got twelve <laughs> years and three hundred and <laughs> right. fifty million. Or whatever it's it amazing how many like guys from Japan and Korea have come over this offseason. I, I don't remember an offseason where this many guys from Japan or Korea have come over here. Well, I, I think that's something also that I've, I've kind of said that, you know, when the Cubs are striking out on Yamamoto or, or Kodai Senga last year, I mean, you look back a year prior, did the average person even know who those guys were? You know, did, did everyone know who Yoshinobu Yamamoto was 13, 14, 15 months ago? Like, probably not. I did. You know, no, I didn't. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Is like, I think I first like, heard of him from the World Baseball Classic. So that's what I'm saying. Is like you having, you're going to have more and more guys that you just have, like, just because you're halfway across the world, right? Like, you're, you're watching Major League Baseball. These guys are pitching in Japan or Korea. Uh, or, you know, batters, too, that are really good. They're just not exposed as much to people watching MLB living here. So you're going to have more guys that's seemingly every year that you just hadn't heard about previously that come out and they're like, oh, this guy's actually really, really good. And so, the, you know, the Cubs, if they're doing things right, should be in on a lot of, on, on any of these guys that do come up in the in the ensuing years. But um, if Imanag is the guy for them, you know, I, I don't know how much it's going to take but we're going to have our answer in a week. It's, yeah. it, it is interesting to hear because we hadn't really heard a lot of Imanaga Cubs talk. 
in the last I don't know couple months, right? Like not not a ton. Um, and now Heyman talking about it yesterday with now a week left to go. Um, it's kind of interesting and to see where that all ends up. But um, yeah. We're going to see because yeah. uh, there, there are obviously teams that, because the Dodgers seem to be signing everyone, there are going to be other teams that need the pitching, need the upgrade in the rotation, need um, a little bit of a splash. So yeah. uh, there's, as Heyman put it, as Jeff Patson wrote yesterday, there are other suitors for Imanaga. So I guess we'll see. Now, I think all three of us here are pretty, like, pro Imanaga being on this team. Yeah. Another guy that... I'm not so sure about, and this isn't slander to him, but I'm not so sure that it's an absolute must if, even if the Cubs don't get Cody Bellinger back, is Matt Chapman. And we haven't talked a ton about him because his market's just been very quiet, but I was watching a video that MLB Network put out before the show. It was like Harold Reynolds and Matt Vescurgeon talking about Matt Chapman's market. And I think Harold Reynolds said something along the lines of like, he just should just go back to Toronto. Because uh, they don't have a, a good third base replacement. It would have been like Kevin Biggio and, or, and like a platoon of Kevin Biggio and some other guy that mm-hmm. I've never heard of. Um, and I can't remember who it was, but they slid someone else in the video. And he said that, you know, if Bellinger doesn't come back to the Cubs, then the, the Cubs could pivot to Matt Chapman as a, you know, because they see it as a p- potential fit. Now, obviously, the Cubs have all these questions at third base. Like, do they do they think that they can play Morel at third? Has he, he has not shown that, so I, I don't know. But I think fans want to see him have a position, right? People are high on Matt Shaw, but he's a prospect. You don't know. But he's highly touted, but you don't know. Um, those those are the two main things, right? Mm-hmm. Then you obviously have Magical and Wisdom. Yeah, don't which, forget about don't forget about Magical. I'm not or only because you're sitting here. I mentioned it. <laughs> I see Corey's face wanting to blow up, and I'm sure Brendan is, like, at home wanting to, like, punch Well, balls. yes. I mean, we can't make any moves. We don't want to cut into the playing time of Nick Madrigal, of course. <laughs> so, That's why Jed hasn't done anything. Like, you can't, you can't block these <laughs> uber-talented players. Right. So, I guess, like, uh, Rogan in the chat, he says, if Matt Chapman wants a long deal, will he block Matt Shaw? That's kind of my concern, and I'm pretty high on Matt Shaw. All right? So, I, like, it's kind of, okay, he can play third, or you can move him to second, maybe move Nico to third. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Nico's offense hasn't projected or hasn't played out to a level where I want that at third base, you know? But I also don't we, – we don't know what Matt Shaw is going to be at the major league level. So it's a, it's a big question mark there. I think the thing for Chapman is the contract, which unfortunately is the case with everybody that right. the Cubs are going after. But I think in particular – on Chapman, I think if he, if that market really craters and you can get him on a sh- real short-term two to three-year deal for little money, I I wouldn't hate it just because he's a really good defender. Right, and That's the pro, if you're right? not going to load up the offense, you you can win a lot of games by playing really good defense and you can help out and make your pitching staff better by playing really good defense especially when you don't have a pitching staff that is just swinging miss throwing the ball past everybody Fair. you know the the trick with Chapman is that he had a very strange year he's he's on the wrong side of 30 and last year he had an 88 WRC plus in the second half 
after I think April or May, he his offense went like this. But he is in the 98th percentile in both average exit velocity, so how hard he's hitting the ball, and barrel rate. So he's bearing, barreling the ball in the 98th percentile of the league. Like you look at his baseball savant page, there's a lot of red, mm. which is what you want, yeah. but the results in the second half went way down. So the question is, do you believe that he was getting unlucky? Mm-hmm. How, you know, you'd have to dig in deeper to that batted ball profile. Is he hitting the ball too well, much on the ground? Is he hitting it too high in the air? Whatever it might be to square with all those things. So it it's, it, to me... Again, you have some options potentially at third base. Like you do want Morrell playing. You do have younger guys. That, but there's also some question, like when you listen to some of those prospect guys, I think our friends over at uh, Cubs on Deck, mm-hmm. like they're not super sold, I don't think, on Shaw, like for sure being able to play third base defensively at the major league level. So I don't know how much you're like really weighing that. I think it's, it's really an issue of like at one point, I think going into last year, you would have thought Matt Chapman would be looking at a pretty sizable deal. He seemed like a, a the, the best option at third base and someone that would get a, a pretty strong deal. That is not the case, and I think it just depends, like, how... If you can get it to kind of like, yeah, screw it for a couple of years. Type, type money and, and contract, I, I, I'm interested in it, but a, a big deal, I think there's just too much to figure out with his batted ball profile and like why the results weren't lining up with some of those metrics. Yeah. Well, I agree with like, if, if you can get them on a short deal, I remember even like a month ago, I thought it was, it was definitely on MLB network. They were projecting his, his contract around, you know, four years, 80 million, which is what 20 million a year over four years, which is not terrible. It's not bad. Like you, the pro is like you said, they would have, Arguably, I don't even honestly, you probably can't even argue it against it. They would have the best defensive middle infield in baseball or the best defensive infield in baseball, mm-hmm. I mean, no matter who they put at first base to have Chapman, Swanson and Horner on, like on on that infield. They sure. would they would for sure be the best defensive infield in, in baseball, in my opinion. And so there's value in that. And there's a lot of talk. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's a lot of talk about how the 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 power at Rogers center, like for players has like, there's something about that ballpark that's affected like home runs. Like Vlad jr's numbers went down, have gone down the last two years there. And he's hit more home runs away from Rogers center. Like, I don't know if that's affected Matt Chapman or not, but like, that's interesting to me. Makes me wonder how he would play or how he would hit at Wrigley. You know what I mean? Sure. So these are all things I think perhaps the Cubs are looking into as an option, but I really don't think he'll be a Cub unless Bellinger is not back and maybe that becomes a second-tier option. So I I brought it up because they were talking about him on MLB Network today and whatever, but I do think the fans that think he's just not good at baseball are a little – they're being way too overreactive to this just based off his second half of last yeah. year. Like you said, he is a very good baseball player. It would be, player. A, uh, it would be a, a solid signing. It just doesn't put the team over the top. Right. It doesn't necessarily even make the team better. He's a solid signing, I think, if you've made other bigger right. moves. It's all yes. about what they do after they sign him. Like yeah. he, He's just not a guy who is going to put the team over the back. He, to me, I've said this multiple times 
on so like I think in Twitter spaces that I've done or whatever, but like to me he's like Dansby Swanson 2.0. Like he is a defensive wizard. He will give you offense in in stretches and like that's that's to me that's what he what he has been throughout his career. I don't know if he brings those same yeah. leadership qualities that Dansby Swanson does, but as far as the numbers that you look up on baseball reference, that's what I think of. Yeah. And it's not bad to have two Dansby Swansons, I guess, but where the Cubs are right now and what they need, it's like, okay, if you did sign them, then what are you going to do after to make the offense better? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I mean – yeah, I'm with you guys on that. Chapman would be an improvement to the roster, improvement to the lineup. Obviously, a, a, a very good defensive signing to make for that infield. Uh, I, I do think the the one of the cons I don't know if we've said is just the you know the organizational flexibility. You limit that if you sign him to a longer term deal, obviously, because um, you know comparing it to Bellinger, Bellinger would probably be your opening day center fielder, right? I mean, you have Pete Carr Armstrong coming up eventually, um, but he can also play first base, which is a position the Cubs just don't have a clear first base of the future at this point. Whereas, you know, Matt Chapman, you put him at third base, you limit obviously who else can play there. Morrell, if you really wanted to give him a run at third base, you can't do that anymore. Um, and then Matt Shaw's there, James Triantos. I know, Corey, you've, you've been high on him for a long time. Since the very first um, show. Like that, I think so. And so that's like a a, a a spot where, not saying the Cubs have a, a enormous depth there, but they do have options of guys that could potentially play there in the future. And I'm not saying the Cubs need to make moves this year based on what they want to do in the future or they hope happens in the future. But I think it is something to think about is like how does making that signing – how do you balance or um you know what's the balance between how much does he improve your roster now versus the versus long term what does that what does it do to your organizational flexibility is the does it outweigh it or does it not i think that's something to just got to think about and that's probably something the cubs would weigh if they're in any discussions with chapman yeah and i agree with the chat it it does create sort of a situation where like the team feels like it needs more power it needs more slug mm -hmm. it needs some of that from the left side and again if you're not able to fulfill that with free agents or trades or anything like that like yeah there's other ways to try to win games playing good defense and pitching is is a way to try to win games but I think that's sort of the thing you have to weigh like I I would question obviously somebody can DH but like does signing someone to play third base like Chapman who not really sure some in the chat are saying he maybe was hurt after April last year but like who knows and sometimes that, that stuff doesn't heal right. you know? it was like a wrist injury yeah so it, it it sort of becomes a thing where it's like well is, are they better off trying to let Morell play third base and hoping that works out because he offers you potentially more slug and that kind of power the lineup needs or does it make sense to try something I don't know like I said I think if if the price is right I'm interested but again Chapman works much better as like a secondary piece in a bigger offseason like we found our slugger we have that left-handed pop mm -hmm. let's improve the defense a little bit give Morell a little bit of a softer landing spot like as a headliner it's the same as I feel about Hoskins it's too many questions they don't really move that needle in terms of like, oh, yeah, this is how this team is going to win games that they didn't win in 2023. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like 
secondary moves and things that like, sure, they help, they add depth, but with where the Cubs are, that's, that's not what they need. They need those like mm-hmm. push you over the top, get you yeah. kind of back to those levels moves. Now, I will say that if the Cubs do sign Bellinger and then they decided that they wanted to go get Chapman too, I would be a little bit more intrigued. I don't know if the offense would get to where we want. You would, I think I would talk myself into some prospects coming and, you know, maybe bolstering the offense a little bit like we all want to see uh, as much as we want to see the Cubs just spend a ton of money on free agents and stuff too. But I, I, I do think that the offense is better than what we saw in the second half from him in Toronto. I just don't know what it is. But if you have Cody Bellinger in the lineup, you add him, maybe he comes back more to like what we saw in April or – you know, what he's been more so over the course sure. of his career. So I, I, I'm not against it. It's just not like my – it's not even really there's, my third there, or fourth priority. There's certain moves, you know, I think outside of Bellinger and certainly guys like Otani or Soto that were of a certain level that it's like regardless of the context, I'm interested, it's good, like just do it. There's a lot of these other things where it's like, well, I can't really tell you how I would feel about signing Matt Chapman – because I would need to know the rest of the moves. I need to know what the rest of the roster looks like. If you tell me they traded for Juan Soto, I don't care what the rest of the roster <laughs> looks like. I'm all in. They should have done it. Mm-hmm. Same with Otani and some other guys. And that's not to say those are the only guys like that. But just Matt Chapman's one of those where it's like, I can't tell you if I like it or not unless I know what the rest of the offseason looks like. If right. that's the only move on offense, I hate it. I hate it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's the third best move to improve the offense. And I think, okay, sure. Yeah. You're trying to build a better depth and a more well-rounded team. Okay. But it's all surrounds this entire offseason surrounds, surrounds Cody Bellinger coming back honestly. at this point, yeah. which, and I was, I was talking to, unless they make some crazy trade that. Yeah. No I, I was talking to uh, our friend, Sean Anderson of the CHGO White Sox podcast. Big of you. Like, Yes, big of me. <laughs> and it's that's that's a little worrisome, isn't it? Yeah. Like I I think it's a I love Cody Bellinger. I've always wanted them to bring him back. I wanted that at the trade deadline. Yeah. I've always been on Cody Bellinger. I think it's bad that the offseason hinges on someone who is not a slam dunk. I love Cody Bellinger. He was great for the Cubs. I believe in the changes he's made. There's hours at this point of audio and video of us breaking down Cody Bellinger. So our feelings are very clear. We've had nothing else to talk about. But I do think that it is a concern that, as Gary says, one, Belly gets you back to where the offense was last year, sort of, right? We've talked about how you're not hopefully starting with as much garbage as you did last year. <laughs> they hey. Tucker Barnhart signed somewhere else. They can't bring him back, folks. I know yeah, that true. some people were uh, Trey Mancini's upset. not coming back. Mm-hmm. Is Trey Mancini still with the Reds? Is that- no, no, I don't no. know. <laughs> the, but I, I, I just think it's, it's a little concerning that we sort of feel like it all hinges on Cody Bellinger. Like there's a lot of legitimate concerns with Cody Bellinger. He was, he had two awful seasons and he looked like a different player. I believe in the changes, but I I do think it's a little concerning that like, it feels like this off season hinges on someone who is, you don't know, not a sure thing whatsoever. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's valid concern for sure. Cause you know, I, I think, 
the Cody Bellinger gets you back to even in a way that's correct, but also like you have some of your top prospects that are actually going to be coming up this year. More guys developing, Nico Horner, Christopher Morrell type thing. So I think there is just you're not necessarily back at even in real life, like on paper. Yeah, you are, but um, no, I'm with you, Corey, because that's that's a concern that yeah, you're going after a guy and 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 you're. You know, some people would consider it a successful season if you got him, and not successful if you didn't. And he's a guy that had one good season after two really bad ones and a third down year, right? Like, it's not it's not a slam dunk, and yeah. to assume that it is is not. To assume that it is a slam dunk or, or just putting all your eggs in that basket is just not taking into account well, the fact and, and that, that it could back be a to, pretty big risk. And, and, you know, Galvin says it in the chat, and it, it goes back to what we talked about relative to, like, CubsCon. Like, no, the, the concerns on him are why you can't put some arbitrary date on it. If Jed is holding the line of, like, listen, this is what we're comfortable with. I don't care that you have Scott Boris. I don't care that you won an MVP however many years ago like this is the line we're holding you have to hold it yeah. if if toronto looks like they're out they've made some moves that maybe indicate they're not going to make that splash and you don't get the sense that someone like san francisco or something is going to come over the top and go crazy for cody wait it out like yeah. he liked it here you know you can match an offer if you have to if things get to that point but there's no reason to rush it because it's not a, it's not a slam dunk there's clearly a level that jed is comfortable with and in this case i don't necessarily hate it but the devil's advocate to that is that you better be sure that if you wait it out you are gonna get him you make the move yeah. you can't get out bid at the last minute because then you're showing up to not CubsCon, but Mesa with a big bag full of nothing. Right. Like, it's like what Luke said a few weeks back when he was questioning, are the Cubs playing a game of chicken with, with Scott Boris? And based off history, if they are playing a game of chicken with Scott Boris, I don't like, I don't like, how, I don't like the Cubs' chances, but this is their offseason to prove that they are, yeah. that, they, that they can do that they can do this. And so. I've seen it in the chat a little. I know you have to do another ad read, but I see Blake Snell coming up a lot. Yeah. I, Go ahead. he walks too many guys. That's, that's what that's, I thought That's too. the long and short yeah. of it for me. Like he, he's a, he's a really good pitcher. Obviously he just won a Cy Young. He's had many successful years, but I think just not the best fit with this Cubs rotation. It, it, again, it's all relative. Like they need more true swing and miss keep guys off the bases type guys. I yeah. think Snell just walks too many guys for the contract that he's going to get. And I think when you have a contract that's already built up of some guys that have questionable control at times and guys that don't throw very hard, it just isn't the move for me. Mm -hmm. Just with the fit on this roster, this team, where this team is at at this current moment in time. So I'm not particularly interested, but... Apparently he's interested in the Yankees. Yeah. That was like that came out today. So, which was actually surprising because he's basically been linked to every team on the West Coast because yeah. he's like a Washington guy, right? So, and uh, well, I was gonna say Corey said that it, it made it's not the move for him. You know what should be the move for you, Corey? Corey is game time. Um, let me tell what you about game time. Sure. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I used game time recently. Uh, went to a RL Grime 
concert if anyone knows who that is Sarah, Sarah that was my bro. very first edm show there at the go. aragon there you go so i oh, went yeah. oh, i live by the aragon i went oh, there yeah, recently the it was a great show and uh you know game time hooked it up so this is why i love game time i'm looking at game time right now actually um you know the bulls have been playing a lot better recently and except you, for the last two the last two but like you know overall last few weeks mm-hmm. have looked a lot better a little more fun if you're interested in going to a bulls game like tomorrow uh at home against the hornets i mean you can get you can get tickets for 60 dollars and stuff like that so um, cheaper for these blackhawks games as sarah's showing us right now blackhawks right here on the screen like yeah it's like blackhawks connor bedard if you're interested in that uh more bulls games you know our guy kobe white's playing well the the bulls are are, they're looking better recently if you're interested uh go to game time and get some tickets there uh, game time has last minute tickets flash deals zone deals it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, you get views from all the seats in the venue uh, and the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. As I said, see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy te- tickets in seconds with two taps. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. It has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts it's the place to find last minute seats find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more with zone deals you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18 percent savings and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. And before you go to Game Time, you know, you can go to FOCO, get all your sports gear, get fitted out, right? Uh, just months away until opening day, right? Get fitted out. The best sports gear around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's uh, almost baseball season, like I said. Aloha Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. We got set decorations, as we always say. We got the Hayden Wisniewski one. Uh, We got the Clark the Cub one. We got those overalls I was wearing on our Christmas episode we did where Stucky was a, a version of Stucky Claus I've never seen in my life. Um... But I was wearing those the 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 ones that Sarah's showing right now on the screen. Those things are electric. Overalls, yeah. Overalls, look at that! Look at that Aloha shirt right there. Yeah, the Aloha shirt there. That, I mean, you can get everything here, man. You can get everything here. All right. Uh, so check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use promo code CHGO ten for ten percent off. So perhaps you can get that Hawaiian shirt for ten percent off. All right. Get it, then go to game time, get a ticket to, you know, if you want to get Bulls or Blackhawks gear, go to go to a game. There you go. And uh, when the, when those teams are bad, at least you're decked out in your favorite sports gear. That's all I can say. All right. I'm used to watching my team suck. So if you're not going because your team suck, well, then you haven't been to a game in God knows how long. All right. <laughs> Corey, season ticket holder. He's, yeah. he's experienced right. that. He's experienced. Yeah, but you know what I could use game time for? Uh, I have a flight on Sunday to Houston so on Monday night I could look for a ticket to watch Michigan win the national championship uh, wonder, if, wonder if Foco has uh, some Michigan gear for you 
Well, Come we'll on, we'll let me hear it. Let me hear I gotta it. Say, I gotta say, I'm probably, I'm probably y'all, y'all are not ready if they win that game on Monday night. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for Michigan. I'm rooting for, we're rooting for Harbaugh. I'm rooting Joey's for... Joey's just upset because his team lost because he's a Texas fan. Yeah, yeah. Joey Spathis, he's over offset screaming. Texas Horns is down. not back. Yeah, I mean, back. Washington almost blew that game. That Texas honestly should have won uh, because of it how Washington really almost game. blew that game. Um, I guess we got a few... What, we got a minute or two left? No, yeah. not really. We don't really don't. Yeah, it's been an hour. Okay, well... I Shoot, was, we didn't get to talk about Jorge Alfaro. Yeah, we, didn't get, we did not talk we about Jorge We ran out of time. Yeah. Uh, there was Next time. Oh yeah, Gary. You know, Gary kept making. He he remains uh, consistent with his bit related to, to the Chapman stuff. If all else fails, I'm with you, Gary. We got Jake Slaughter, man. We got Jake Slaughter. <laughs> He's coming, and boy, will I talk myself into him as much as you have for the last two years, brother. All right. So Gary also said I'm banned <laughs> after saying Harbaugh's name. <laughs> I guess. Does everyone hate Harbaugh? Is that is that a thing? Why do people hate Probably. Harbaugh? He like, kind of freaks All of me Chicago out. wants him to be the coach, or at yeah, least they did like a month ago. He's a former Bear. Want, want them, wants him to be I'll, the Bears coach. I don't know. To be honest, I haven't, I haven't been paying out. attention much to the to the Harbaugh, yeah, if there's anything yeah. going on, but um, people were talking about him being the Bears coach. He's a former Bear, so. That's just a rumor. Uh, That's not going to happen. No, he is a former Bear. Yeah, that. So. Barb in the chat. Actually, Washington would be cool, too. Barb in the chat. Shout out to your godmother. She asked, will we be at the convention next week? I believe we, we we will at least be around there. We will be at the convention. You guys are going to boo Jed Hoyer, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. No. Him. Yeah. Cody will be in the middle with his pitchfork. Yeah, with my pitchfork. I'll be leading all of Cubs Twitter into the Sheridan Hotel to completely embarrass Jed and Carter Hawkins. Just for the sign that says luxury tax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait. Pray for yourselves, Jed. You're going to need a prayer. Um. Anyway, yeah. No, we. I. On the real, we we should be there. Or at least I'll be there for we'll Friday there. and Saturday. We'll hanging be there out, doing stuff for be, sure. Hanging out. And I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So. so if you're at Cubs convention next week, give us a shout out. We'll we'll be around. Yeah. Or if you see us, just come and say hi. We're very normal people. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. All right. Uh, Corey and Brennan. Tomorrow, you're going to talk about this team again tomorrow, Corey. Credit to you. I'm so happy to not talk about this team tomorrow. <laughs> have fun unless I unless an emergency like something actually happens Brennan, Brennan will text me and and say like hey what's the what are we doing you know what's the structure <laughs> I don't know man. I don't know <laughs> turn the turn the button uh, Barb on has and, been and asking why you guys are never live but I think it's just because your schedules are different. well so last week we were live oh okay oh. the schedule allowed for it but it's it's it the the real answer is Brendan's real job doesn't allow right. for it so, so there's your answer barb this is just his fun job yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah so you won't be live tomorrow but people will be able to watch you guys talk about this yes. team and we do we read we do read the comments we try to respond to a lot of them yeah. et cetera, et cetera. okay so right, cool them tomorrow we'll be back on monday hopefully luke is back by then uh has not felt good this week so everyone uh you know tweet at luke tell him to get better yeah that way he can lead the show and i don't all right Uh, Thanks for checking out the CHO Cubs podcast. We'll see you next week or tomorrow. Goodbye.